They said, remember, Pastor, what you said? I got to remind them to remind me what I said. Ain't that sad? But I learned, if I allow my words to match my actions, people will not hold me to what I said that I didn't come through with. Amen? Number three, self-discipline. In order to have successful self-discipline in our lives, we must honor our words. If we're going to say we're going to do something, let's do it. If you, if you say, this is the year that I'm going to get a car, let your words match your actions. Honor those words. If you say, this is the year that I'm going to save some money, this is the year that I'm going to lose some weight, this is the year that I'm going to get married, this is the year that I'm going to get a job, this is the year that I'm going to get a house, this is the year that I'm going to commit myself to the Lord, this is the year, this is the year, this, this is what I'm going to do. Honor your words. A way that I honor my words is that I pray that the Holy Spirit will hold me up to my words. For example, yesterday we were in the clothing store. And I was walking around the clothing department and I was looking at uh, clothes that I don't need. I didn't buy anything. I was just looking. I was just looking. Amen. And, and as I was walking, I, I happened to grab a pair of pants and they fell off the hanger. I walked away. And then I said, I can't do that. I can't do that. I got to go back. And I went back. And I put the, the pants back on the hanger. And the guy who was walking down the aisle that, that was organizing the aisle, he said, thank you so much, man. That was very nice of you. You made my, my job a little easier today. Sometimes we don't even consider the people that are working for us. We just consider ourselves. We're so selfish in more ways than one. If you can make someone's life a little easier, for example, if you go to a restaurant, you know what I do? And this is a new habit that I picked up. I pile all the dishes together. So when the waitress comes, it makes her job a little easier. I also do something that I, that, that I, that I always done, but I do it now thinking about the situation. I tip them a little bit more. But many of us ask God to give us, but in return, we have little value to the things that he has set before us. If you could treat others with respect, if you could love on others, God is going to make sure that it comes back to you. Amen? Number four, be an example. Do not allow a situation to control you, but take charge of that situation. Be an example. Many times we don't want to serve as an example. We don't want to pass it on. We just want to be whoever we want to say we want to be that day. Like many people wake up with this identity crisis. I don't know who I am today. I'm just going to do me. What is me? What is me? What, what makes you me? What, what are you talking about? Because let me tell you something. There are some strange people out there. Strange. Strange. Being pushed by every wind of doctrine. Acting like fools. You name it. But we have to understand that what we are is a reflection of our hearts. And what's entails in it. Amen. Number five. Learn from life. Life is full of many lessons. Learn from it. 
You can't make the same mistake that you made in 2008. The older you get, the higher the interest. Are you hearing me, church? We are a generation that's completely smothered and filled with resources, but we choose not to use them. I remember when we had to turn in a report, we would spend hours in the library looking at dictionaries, encyclopedias. Now, in a, in a flip of a finger, we could get all that, but we choose to go and do other things. And then we wonder why we don't have the results that we're looking for. Amen? Number six, character is the reflection I mean, character reflects the way that you respond to challenges, problems, and situations. The way that you handle situations, problems, etc., that reveals your character. If you're always nervous about everything, God is not going to entrust you with much. If, if you're afraid of everything in life, then God can't entrust you with much. Why? Because you're always freaking out. So, some of you live in fear that you don't even want to open up your phones in the morning. Or you text someone and, and because they haven't texted you back, you don't know their situation. You freak out. Oh, did I say something wrong? Did I do something? And, you li- and, and then when they get a hold of you, they say, oh, I'm just sorry. I didn't charge my phone last night, so I didn't get your message into today. So you spend 8, 12 hours freaking out. If you text me back, you text me back. And if you don't text me back, that's okay. I don't have a problem with that. Why? Because I'm in charge of my day, not you. I'm not a slave to you. I'm not going to allow my, 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 uh, my life to be run by you. As long as my wife knows where I'm at, I'm good. Are you hearing me, church? God is awesome. Number seven, model to others. Be a help. Everything that you can pass forward, pass it forward. Invest in your children. Invest in the people around you. Sometimes we get upset because the people around us don't get it. Can we help them get it? How do you pass a message? By you being the message. Hello? You see the parents nowadays fighting with their kids. They, they don't do the dishes. There's cereal, no milk. They, 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 they don't throw out the trash. You know what? I'm going to be the message. I want to be that parent when my child comes in and be like, Oh, I, I noticed there's no milk in the fridge. I said, but there's milk in my cup. Can I get some? No. Why don't you go milk a cow? Or better yet, go get a job. Be the message. Pass the message. Model to others. It's very important. Now, some of this stuff sounds cruel. And you'll be like, that's kind of rough, Pastor. But let me tell you something. Life is not easy. Either you teach them now or the world's going to teach them. I remember when my mom had that heart-to-heart talk with me. I was 15 years old. I ran out that door embracing my dreams. I came back beat up so bad that I said, Mom, I ain't <laughs> Never going back. (laughs) I know some of you can relate. Some of you can't, but one day you will. Amen. God will not entrust you with more 
were more resources until you wisely use the ones that he has given you. God cannot entrust in you what you yourself don't value. The reason why Joseph was the man of the hour is because his life reflected order, character, and etc. Now, we as people of God need to understand that in order for God to give us more, we must value what he has given us. For example, the things that you have today, one day you didn't have them. There was a point in your life you didn't have a car. There was a point in your life you didn't have a job. There was a point in your life you didn't have a cell phone. There was a point in your life you didn't even have a dollar to your name. And now you have these things and you don't take care of them. You don't warm up your car in the morning. But then when that check engine light comes out, you rebuke the devil. And the devil's like, who, me? Where, 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 wait a minute. I don't know what you're talking about. It's easy to play the blame game. It's easy to blame others for the failures of life. But hold yourself responsible. If you hold yourself responsible, you will learn a lesson in life. That everything you do will work out for you if you do it right. Are you hearing me, church? God will never entrust you with any more resources of the ones that you have until you wisely use the one he has given you. Amen? We must understand that everything that God has given us, we are to watch over it. Everything that God has given us, we have to take care of it. And everything that God will ever give us, we have to be responsible with it. Like, I can't be a pastor and be something else out there. Like, imagine your pastor at a bar. Imagine your pastor with a bunch of women. Imagine your pastor looking like a hot mess. Now you laugh now, but could you imagine you coming to this church and I don't have it together, but I'm telling you to get it together? (laughs) Who's the crazy one, you or me? You hear people all the time. Yeah, you know, I'm just hanging out with Pookie. I'm I'm not like Pookie. Man, please. Please, you are a reflection of your inner circle and the people that influence you will eventually gain you over if you're not careful. Before you know it, before you know it you, you're, you're not a smoker, but you're hanging out with smokers. You're going to become a smoker. You hang out with, with people that are not going anywhere in life. You're going to end up like those people. Sooner or later, they're going to win over you. You have to be a product of your own environment. That's what most people entail. They say, I'm a product of my environment. I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. See the difference? I'm in charge. How is it that people run your house, but that's your house? How people know things about you that you don't know about you? Think about that. That means they have more control and more influence over you. I remember when I was coming up, all my friends used to come around my house. Every time I had some Hanukkah, some Colt 45, some some E40, as soon as I couldn't provide, there wasn't my friends. They was gone. 
And then they had the nerves, you know, because I, I caught up to it. And I said, you know what? They're going to come around my house. I'm going to buy some King Cobra. King Cobra is the nastiest beer you can possibly get for some short change in life. And I will bring the King Cobras and I will put them in the fridge. And as soon as they came in, they're like, King Cobra for real? That's when I understood that they were with me because what I had in the moment that I couldn't provide what they wanted, they criticized it. They wasn't really my friends. They were leeches. When we have a reckless life or reckless behavior, we don't gain victory in life. And, and some of us need to understand this because if we're reckless with the things that God has charged us with, with the things that God has given us, sooner or later, all those things that he has for us will not be in us. Are, are you hearing me, church? Okay, so we can't be reckless with our time. Time is very important. You have to value time. You can't just give time away. They said that the average social media uh, um, subscriber spends about seven to eight hours a week browsing. 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 Doing absolutely nothing with their time but giving it away to Pookie, Tookie, Mookie, and everybody else. And then we wonder why we don't get nowhere in life. Let me tell you something. I have been, exp I've been inspired by many people who have come along the way. But my greatest inspiration has to be God overall. Why? Because God represents everything that has to do with life from the beginning of existence. And if we're just giving eight to nine hours, if those statistics are right, then we're in trouble because we're giving away time. Now take that time and invest it in yourself in a positive way and you're going to get some good results in life. Amen? They said that the average millionaire, the average millionaire in America reads over 50 books a year. The average millionaire in America reads over 50 books a year. The average millionaire. The average American spends eight hours a week on social media... And they complain about what they don't have in life. Now, if a millionaire values his time, then he can be more productive than he, what he's currently doing at the moment. Now, some of the books that they read are books based on wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and personal experience. You see... I learned this lesson when my apostle suffered a heart attack. Before my apostle suffered a heart attack, anytime there was a task in my house, I will call him. And every time he will come, very delight, very happy with all his tools, you see, because I couldn't even provide tools. That's sad. Then I will complain that he was a couple minutes late. And I wasn't even paying him. 
Okay? And he was bossy. And I was bossy. Yep, that's right. That's right. And he will come, and, and, and he will start working on things, right? And he will say, Eho, son, I'm not going to last. He will always say that to me, and I will bypass that statement. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can I that's like coffee? You want another cup of coffee? Yeah. No, you've given me five already. Hijo, me va a matar. Son, you're going to kill me? That's what he will say. And then when he suffered the heart attack, I thought about all that. And one day, my whole world went upside down. Now, many of you were with us during that time. That was a very scary, 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 scary time. Pastor Millie called me in the middle of the night and said, the, the doctor has delivered the news. They can't stop the bleeding. I said, what do you mean they can't stop the bleeding? She's like, I can't. Crying. She was crying. We're a mess. We rush to the hospital. We go over there. We begin to pray. We begin to intercede. By the grace of God, the mercy, the favor of God, our apostles with us. Now today, I don't do the things that I used to do yesterday. I invite him over to eat. Not for a project. When we don't value the people around us, when they leave us, we're going to know exactly what we had. You never know what you have until you lose it. Value your pastors. Value the people that have inspired you. Value those who have invested time in you. Because before you even know it, in a blink of an eye, they might be gone. It's okay to bless people from time to time. And now when I call the apostle, I say, just come over. Because I know his tone. His tone has changed. The first thing he says, what do you need? I need nothing. Nothing. Are you sure? You just want to get me over there and... No, 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 no. Todo está bien. When he walks in, there's, there's a leak or something. No, I, I didn't call you for that. But if you would like, I don't mind. She don't mind. We have all the time in the world. And he says, lo sabía, hijo. I didn't say for him to do it. He offered himself. Amen. But on that note, we must understand that time is valuable. The average millionaire, I say again, reads over 50 books a year. If you're having a hard time reading a book, there's other options like Audible. Okay, and it's important that you understand that the books that you are reading need to be books that are going to invest in you. Stop reading books that don't are not going to invest in you. Okay, I, I don't need to know about Peter Pan's happy ending. Okay, my childhood days are over. I was a child. I thought like a child. I behaved like a child. Now I'm an adult. That's what the Bible says. Okay. Now I read books that edify me, books that inspire me, and, and books that help me become a better person. Amen? I invest in myself. Uh, we are reckless with money. The average American lives paycheck by paycheck. In other words, we're not learning from our previous ancestors and the ones that came before us. Why is that important? Because you need, okay, money to make things happen in life. Amen. The, the Bible teaches us that the root, the love of money is the root of all evil. The love of it. Okay. Money is not evil. The love of it. 
Amen. How much do you need? It's up to you to determine that. It's not up to God. It's up to you. You determine how much you need. Amen. Because some of y'all are living good and some of y'all ain't living good. So we got to get that. We, we got to examine our finances and see where's our money going. Why, why am I not taking a vacation once a year? Why is my car constantly breaking down? Why, why do I have to wait until I get paid next week in order to resolve issues or problems? What's going on? And you will find out this. $9,400 are spent yearly on transportation. The sad thing about this is that most people drive nice cars, but they can't afford any gas in them. They can't afford to pump any gas in them. That's the that's sad reality. And many people will spend that on the average yearly, over $9,000. Uh, $9, $2,625 are spent out on restaurants, on eating out. You know what I could do with $2,625? I could do a lot. I could go on vacation and come back with some more. Because you know how when we vacation, we take our Roman noodle soups with us. We, we take our salchichas, our crackers. We take our kids' snacks. We say it's for them, but in reality it's for Sucking down on the, on the Capri Sun juices, and then we say, you know. It was... We spent $1,604 on clothes, $492 on entertainment, $17,148 on housing, and $3,631 on health insurance. That's the average. 76% of Americans live under those circumstances. And the average American makes over $51,000 a year. So the numbers don't lie. It's how we handle our money that speaks volumes about us. In order for God to give us a promotion, in order for God to give us favor, in order for God to open doors... We must understand that our test is based on what he has currently given us at the moment. Like, I can never say that I want to be a pastor of many when I can't even control the ones that come to church. And what I mean by control is to hold them accountable, help them, guide them, inspire them, and etc. Move forward. So, my mentality has always been this as a pastor. The days are long. The pay is low, but the benefits are out of this world. So every time I do something for a fellow brother and sister in Christ, I always think about how pleased the Father is with me. Keep that in mind. When you're working for God, God is going to take care of you. If you're doing this for the money, if you're doing this for recognition, if you're doing this to, to, to be honor and, and everybody's about, no, they, your motives are wrong. Always be humble. I, I'm humble even when people are disrespectful and rude. 
How many of you have driven up to a restaurant or, or one of these uh, fast food joints and, and the waiter's just being rude? Let me tell you something. I understand there's a lot of pressure. They go through a lot. So I'm not going to make situations any, I'm not going to make the situation any better by being rude. I just tell them, have a great day. God bless you. And, and you'd be surprised they might put an extra fry in that bag or a couple munchkins. Or they might throw a couple coupons in there they ain't supposed to. be surprised you know we sometimes we go to a restaurant that my wife gets tired of it and for some reason we end up with the same waitress and she says i'm so happy you guys are here and i say me too because i'm gonna get extra ice cubes in my drink extra hand towels extra bread you know we spanish people we love bread we love bread y'all love look when you put the music down She started thinking about that loaf of bread. How you, how you like your bread? With mantequilla? With queso? Queso de papa? Oh, oh, oh. You see? She stopped there. She froze. She's like, oh, pastor. Pan con mantequilla. Bread with butter. Mm. Amen. But we must understand that God will not entrust us. And I, and I say this again. God will not entrust in you any more resources until you wisely use the ones that he has already given you. It is very important that you understand that. Now let's go back to Genesis chapter 37 verse 8. And this is very important, very key and crucial for your life. Look at the details, how the Bible explains it in detail. It gives us the keys. It gives us the revelation. It gives us the wisdom. It gives us the knowledge. It gives us the understanding. Let's go back to the scripture. Now look at chapter 37, verse 8. Look at what it says. It says, And his brother said to him, You shall indeed reign over us, and you shall indeed have dominion over us. So they hated him even more because of his dream and his works. The reason why I bring this up is because many of the things that are in us, we sometimes don't see in us. There are people who are hating on you and you're helping them hate you because you don't know who you are. They see something in you that you don't see in yourself. And you are helping them help you get nowhere. Be careful who you tell your dreams to. There's dream catchers out there. I act stupid. They're, they're, I talk to all kinds of people. And I never act like I know it all, even though I know some things. I don't know it all, but I know something. And they talking. And as they're talking, they have no idea that they're giving me information that I need that's going to benefit me in the plot that they have against me. People will reveal themselves. Let them talk. You know, when we were in the world... We wanted to get some information from people. We used to get them drunk. <laughs> give, give them another one. We used to get them drunk. 
We didn't get drunk. They got drunk. They gave us all the information. We gather all the information, and we were always ahead. Drunk people tell good stories. They even confess. You remember I told you the story with me and my best friend when we were growing up. We used to get drunk. We used to walk each other back and forth from our house all night long. He will walk me home. As soon as he walked me home, I feel so guilty. I said, brother, I, I can't let you walk home. And I walk him back home. And he'll say, brother, I, I can't. And then we walk all night long. And one day, the spirit of prophecy came upon him. <laughs> and when he walked me home, he noticed that the, the, the apartment next door to our home was empty. And he says, one day... I'm going to be saying, have a good night, and I'm going to go right into my apartment. A couple months later, he got that apartment. He figured that walking back and forth wasn't convenient after all. Amen. God is so good. Give him a round of applause. Your calling will forever follow you. And I'm going to break this down very quickly. Genesis chapter 41. I, I, I apologize. Genesis chapter 37 verse 14 through 15. Let's look at it very quickly. It says. Then he said. Which it was Jacob the father. Go and please go and see. Where are your brothers and see if they are well. With the flocks and bring them and bring back word to me. Once you go there. Joseph was told by his father, Jacob, to go and see where his brothers were. And then to bring word back into him. Now he's 17 years old and he's in charge of his older brothers. Look at your neighbor and say, AJ, none but a number. Aging none but a number. This is the problem that we have sometimes. We don't like the people that God places over us. But God knows best. Look at your neighbor and say, God knows best. That's why you're there and I'm here. Because God knows best. I know some of you don't like that. You're saying to yourself, how can I get there? Let me tell you something. Stop questioning God and go with the flow. Amen? Your calling will always follow you. Now let's look at Genesis chapter 39 verse 2 through 4 very quickly. Genesis chapter 39 verse 2 through 4. The Lord was with Joseph and he was success and he was a successful man and he had and he was in the house of the master of the Egyptian. Verse 3 and his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did prosper in his hands. So Joseph found favor in the sight of the servant. And he made him overseer of his house. And all that he had he put under his authority. Look at your neighbor and say this. Your calling will always follow you. So they sell Joseph. Joseph becomes a slave in Egypt. And guess what happens in Egypt? God puts them in charge. 
Your, fo- your calling will always follow you. Your calling will always follow you. If God created you to be the head and not the tail, why are you acting like the tail? Know your role. Who you are, where you're going. Come on, church. We're in a time right now where our character is being challenged. We need to rise up as a church and say, not in my house, not in my house. My house will serve the Lord. This is a house of God. My children will serve the Lord. My husband will serve the Lord. My wife will serve the Lord. My grandchildren will serve the Lord. Everyone is going to serve the Lord in this house. Come on, more scriptures. Chapter 39, verse 21 through 22. But the Lord was with Joseph, showed him mercy, and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph his hand, all of the prisoners in the prison. And whatever he did, it was he, he allowed him to do it, and he did not search what Joseph was doing. So they accuse him, they throw him in jail, and guess what? Not only he's prospering, not only the favor of God, now he's in charge of the prisoners, even though he's a prisoner. See, the problem is sometimes that we get caught up so much with a situation that we lose sight of who we are. Maybe right now you find yourself in a prison. Maybe right now you find yourself in a state of mind where you're saying, why I am here? And God is saying, you have no idea why you're here because I have a purpose and a plan with you. And I'm going to make something out of you in this prison. I'm going to make something out of you in this season. I'm going to make something out of you in this situation. Embrace it. Hug it. Love it. The more people walked out of my life and betrayed me and my wife, the more I understood that God called me. It didn't feel good. It was painful, hurtful. Helping out people that one minute they're questioning you, they're talking bad about you. And they forget about all the good works you did for them. But in the midst of my trials, in the midst of my situation, I knew that God was working something out. God was building my character. God was making me a man like he wanted me to be, that I could only depend on him. And some of us, all we do is cry, and we more about a problem and a situation. And God is saying, the more you complain, the more you are going to remain. Praise and be raised. Complain and remain. Praise and be raised. Complain and remain. I don't know why I'm here, but I'm going to thank you, Lord. I don't know why I'm going through this, but I'm going to thank you, Lord. I don't know why, 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 and I don't care. All I know is that everything works good for those who trust in the Lord. Can I get a praise in the house of God? Character is developed 
when you're being challenged, when you're being broken, when you're being confronted. Some of you say, I'm well overqualified to be sitting down. No. The reason why you're sitting down is because you believe your own baloney. When you understand that the kingdom of God operates on kingdom biblical principles, then you will be successful in the kingdom of God. But every time you have an attitude that I know it all, I should be here, I should be there. That's when the spirit of rebellion comes over your life, which is the spirit of the devil and keeps you bound in your own lies. Wow. 41.14 Genesis chapter 41 verse, chapter 41 verse 41. I apologize. Genesis chapter 41 verse 41. Then Pharaoh said to, to Joseph, see, I have set you over the land of Egypt. Everywhere he went, his calling followed him. Joseph now is in the presence of the most powerful man at the time in the world, Pharaoh. And he interprets the dream. But notice how he interprets the dream. The first thing he says to him, oh, I went to school for this. I know so and so. No, Joseph says that the only interpretation that will be given to him will come from God. In other words, he reminded Pharaoh and he reminded himself that he's nothing without God and he will not be anything without God. In other words, when you truly humble yourself, your recommendation doesn't matter because God will see a way for you to be in favor with him. Many of us go into the presence of God, into the presence of people. I went here. I did this. I did that. This and this and that. That's not being humble. That's being prideful. And pride come before the fall. Be careful. I don't speak about my achievements. I don't speak about what I have. Some of the things that I have, you have seen them, but I don't announce it. Why I don't want to announce it? Because that's not my place. If you see me with it, it's because I got it. If you don't see me with it, it's because I don't got it. So stop taking fake pictures on Facebook. That, you don't own that pool. You don't own that car. That ain't your house. That talks about you and your character. Your calling will always follow you. We close with this. Five key principles. Write them down. Five key principles. How many of you are ready for 2021? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Can I hear the church of God said, I'm ready for 2021? I'm ready for 2021. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. My attitude's like SpongeBob SquarePants. I'm ready, promotion. I'm ready, promotion. I'm ready, promotion. I'm ready, promotion. Some of you need to clean up your spatulas and get ready for what's coming. Five key principles. Number one, keep this in mind. God has a plan for your life. 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 Remember that. You're not a coincidence. You're not an accident. 
You're not a science experiment. You're not a statistic. You are somebody. And God has a plan. Number two. The only way that you're going to be successful in the kingdom of God is by operating the second key in your life. It's to know that the only way that you can operate is by faith. If you don't have no, if you have no faith, you ain't going to succeed in this. If I went by the natural eye, I would have been disqualified a long time ago. You know why? Everybody disqualified me, but the most important person that disqualified me was me. That's why you got to walk by faith. When God called me to be a pastor, the first thing I said was no. But then after it grew on me and I was able to accept that, and next thing, one thing fell after another together. Everything started falling together. Into, I mean, everything started falling into place. Amen? Number three, in order to be successful... You must understand this, and this is very important. You must have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. I don't care how many books you have read. I don't care how much you have studied. I don't care how much you have prayed, how much you fasted. If you don't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, you're just another person going absolutely nowhere. When you have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit makes a way for you. The Holy Spirit guides you. The Holy Spirit keeps you. The Holy Holy Spirit saves you from yourself. Your knowledge, wisdom will not save you from yourself. The Holy Spirit will save you from yourself. Because let me tell you something. I have been in business deals or I have been across difficult situations. And at the moment, it's like my brain, my mind just fog. How many of you have ever had a moment where all of a sudden you can't think proper and you're in the middle of a big negotiation, you're in the middle of doing something big, and all of a sudden your brain just freezes? The, The experience doesn't come in handy. The studies don't come in handy. But the Holy Spirit, oh my God, will give you the word will give you the discernment will give you the wisdom will give you oh my god you have no idea I don't even remember half of the stuff I said in my life the Holy Spirit reminded me of the things that I have said very important number four write this down you have the potential to do great things under God everything you need you already have you just don't know it Everything you need, you have. You just don't know it. You just don't know it. You just don't know it. Everything. God has equipped you. I know some of you say, yeah, pastor, but I made so many mistakes. So what? The cross, the blood, all of that served a purpose. All of that is for a purpose. Uh, are, are you hearing what I, I could care less what they think about me, what they said about me. That, that's irrelevant. That's irrelevant. That doesn't matter. Why? Because those people don't know me. They don't live with me. But I have all that I need in me. All the potential to do great things under God. Number five. The Bible is God's manual. you. The Bible speaks about God's character and God's nature. 
scientists can't even figure out the creator. That's why they're trying to find life in Mars. They'll find a few principalities up there. If you know who your creator is, you know where you're going in life. I don't care what Nostradamus, Scientology, Dr. Phil, with all due respect, I care about what my creator has established. And if you live by this book, all of it will come to you in due time. Don't dive into this book. Many of you are trying to dive into this book. Let me tell you something. It, I don't know how long I'm going to live. But I guarantee you, even in my dying bed, God will surprise me with a new revelation. I don't know what that revelation is going to be. <laughs> but I'm like, yo, God, I'm going to heaven with you, right? It don't matter how good I looked in that pew in that, in that pulpit or who approved of me, I gotta make sure you're approving of me now. Because one thing that you don't have control over is death. You could have all the all the certification, you could have all the approvement of men, that comes to nothing when you die. You don't believe me? Isn't it funny? And I close with this. I was talking to this man. I'm not going to mention his name. He said, oh, pastor, my wife passed away six months ago. I felt so hurt and broken for him. You know, I began to consult him. And I said, man, you know, we just got to pray to God. I'm, I'm sorry to hear what you're going through and blah, blah, blah. And out of nowhere, he says, I got a new girlfriend. I said, the tombstone hasn't even set. The tombstone hasn't even set. It just came out naturally out of me. I, then I, he looked at me. I looked at him. I said, I'm sorry, man. Whew. Your wife just passed away and you're already dead? You don't even know you. You haven't even given yourself a chance to breathe. You, you've been married for 30 plus years. I, I, I know it's okay if you want to move on in life and you want to. But everything in this time. what do you think the outcome is going to be for his new relationship? Wow. Let us be on our feet if we're physically able. I'm going to ask my apostle to come up here and close us out. Have our ushers come up here as well as we get ready to pick up our tithes and our offerings. Those who are watching, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Don't leave this place without prayer. Do not leave this place until we close. Because we don't want you to leave the same way you came in. Glory to Dios. Amen. Hallelujah. I want you to lift up your hands for a moment. Cuando... Siempre que mi hijo el pastor José habla una palabra, every time that my son Pastor José uh, speaks a word, a mí me gusta hacer mis notas. 
I like to take my notes. Even though I'm the apostle of the house, perhaps the more adult, the older, but every day the Holy Spirit teaches you something. He uh, teaches it through a person or because it's for something. Cada vez que yo vengo aquí aprendo algo. And every time I come here, I learn something. Me gusta aprender. I like to learn. Me gustó lo que él dijo, porque él dijo algo importante, lo apunté, de todas las cosas que apunté. Of all of the things that I wrote down, there's one thing that I loved. ¿Sabes lo que yo hacía en el teléfono? You know what I was doing on the phone? Escribiéndole a toda esa gente que están escuchando el mensaje por si se le iban los principios, escribiéndoselos en la página. In case all those people that were watching they lost their principles para que ellos los leer. I was writing it so they were able to read it es la gente que se and it's very impressionable the people that connect y una and receive a word y él dijo algo hijo mío. and he said something important my son él dijo que los he said that the principles cuando se aplican a tu vida te bendicen. When they apply, when they apply to your life, they bless you. Y después también él dijo. And then he said. Que dejara de cuestionar a Dios. To stop questioning God. Hay tanta gente espiritual. There's so many spiritual people. Que dicen no, yo no cuestiono a Dios. That say I don't question God. Pero sí cuestionan a Dios. But you do question God. Y yo aprendí de Dios esto. And I've learned of this from God. Y te lo voy a querer regalar en este día. And I'm going to give this to you as a gift. Tú puedes cuestionar a Dios todo lo que tú quieras. You can question God all you want. Pero Dios te contesta si él quiere. But God will answer you if he wants to. Y Dios no necesita tu permiso. And God doesn't need your permission. Para hacer lo que él quiere hacer. To do what he wants to do. También él dijo algo He importante. also said que las lecciones de la vida te enseñan a construir tu propósito. ¿Cuántos aquí han tenido lecciones alguna vez? How many have had a lesson? Y lo más importante que dijo es esto. And the most important thing he said was this. Que aprendas a honrar tus palabras. To learn how to honor your words. ¿Qué dice la Biblia acerca de eso? What does the Bible say? Concerning this, que tu sí sea sí. that your yes be yes, y que tu no sea no. and that your no be no. No podemos un día tener una forma de, de pensar. We can't have one way of thinking one day. Y al otro día cambiar nuestra forma de pensar. And the next day pensar. change our form of thinking. Ahora mi pregunta en este día para cerrar esto Now es. Now my question to you on this day so that we can close this. ¿Cuántos aquí tienen sueños? How many here have dreams? Déjame ver las manos. I want to see your hands. ¿Cuántos de ustedes se, sus sueños ha sido ha sido afectado por algo? How many of you have your dreams been affected because of something? Ha sido afectado por críticas? Is been affected because of criticism it's been uh, affected because of jealousy it's been affected by mistakes Come on, sean, sean, sean real conmigo. I want you to be real with me I'm going to use what Pastor Jose used my son sean sinceros. be honest Muchas veces nuestros errores many times our mistakes afectan nuestros sueños. affect our dreams Muchas veces nuestras palabras many times our words affect our dreams Pero qué bueno saber 
But it's good to know que hay un Dios eterno that there's an eternal God en los cielos in the heavens que nos ama por encima that loves us above de nuestros errores our mistakes de nuestras palabras our words y aún de nuestros mistakes nuestros errores and even above our mistakes y que cuando él dice algo en la eternidad and when he says something in eternity come on, yo quiero que tú digas esto cuando Dios habla en la eternidad when God speaks in the eternity diga cuando Dios habla en la eternidad say when God speaks in the eternity lo que Dios habla en la eternidad what God speaks in eternity no está sujeto a cambio it's not subject to change en otras palabras in other words si él lo habló if he said it es cuestión de tiempo y ocasión it's just about timing and occasion para que lo que él te diga sea una realidad For what he said become a reality. Diciendo esto digo esto. And saying this I say this. Cuando Dios te da un sueño. When God gives you a dream. Ojo acá, cuando Dios te da un sueño. When God gives you a dream. Yo no dije cuando tú tengas un sueño. I didn't say when you have a dream. Porque tu sueño puede ser un sueño emocional. Because your dream could be an emotional dream. Como decía el pastor, puede like ser que tienes una casa o you, que compraste una casa y no es verdad. You can say that you want to buy a house and it not be true. Pero cuando Dios te da un sueño. But when God gives you a dream. Yo dije cuando Dios te da un sueño. I said when God gives you a dream. Yo quiero hablar con soñar. I want to talk with dreamers today. When God gives you a dream, that dream builds up a vision. This is why Resurrection Center is in this place. Because God gave them a dream. And that dream constructs a vision. And a dream constructed by God. I'm going to need help today. Un sueño construido por Dios. A dream constructed by God. La envidia no lo puede derrotar. Envy cannot destroy it. Los errores no lo van a poder derrotar. Mistakes cannot destroy it. Te pueden meter en la cárcel. They can put you in jail. Te pueden meter con los leones. They can put you in the lions. Te pueden meter en el horno de fuego. They can put you in the oven of fire. Te pueden levantar en tu contra mil y diez mil. 10,000 may come up against you. Pero dile que está a tu lado. Si el sueño es de Dios, but to tell the person next to you if the dream is no from God, they will not be able to touch me. Digo esto? Why do I say Porque this? Un Because we are living a prophetic time viviendo, that, like the one we're currently hay living, gente con ansiedad. there's people with anxiety. Hay gente con there's people that are worried. Y, y eso me a mí And that leads me to understand that your trust no está en el que te dio el sueño. It's not on the one who gave you the dream. No está en el que te dio la palabra. It's not on the one who gave you the word. Si Dios habló, if God spoke, <laughs> si Dios habló, if God spoke, no hay diablo ni infierno. There's no devil or hell. No hay demonio ni gobierno. There's no demons or governor. No hay setas diabólicas. There's no demonic sect. Ni brujo ni zambalán ni tobía. Nor witches nor warlocks. Se pueda detener un sueño de parte de Dios. That can detain the word, the, the dream that came from God. Por eso a José le dieron un sueño. That's why they gave Joseph a dream. A los 17 años. At 16. Y se convirtió, 17. En, se convirtió en gobernador. And he became a governor. De una nación. From a nation. Que no era la de él. That he did not belong to. That was not his. Tú puedes gobernar. You can govern. Aunque no estés en tu lugar correcto. Even if you're not in your correct place. Come on. Porque tú eres cambiador de atmósfera. Because you are a changer of atmospheres. So levanta tus manos. So lift up your hands. Quiero bendecir tu, tu vida, hijo I, mío. I want to bless your life, my son. 
la palabra que has puesto hoy en esta casa the word that you have placed today over this house lo que Dios va a seguir haciendo con ustedes and what God is going to continue to do with you hay que prepararse para las cosas grandes que Dios va a hacer you have to prepare yourself for the great things that God is going to do hay puertas que se abren and there's doors that are being opened hay, hay hijos que van a llegar there's children that are going to be coming y gente que van a venir a este lugar para ser adiestrados and people that are going to come to this place to be taught y esta casa se va a convertir and this house is going to turn into a house en un hospital into a hospital que recibe la gente that receives people para sanarlos to heal them oye esto para sanarlos heal this to heal them esta casa this house se va a convertir en un lugar is going to turn into a place donde va a despertar sueños where it's going to awaken dreams in them en otras palabras in other words tú nunca le preguntes a alguien que nunca ha soñado cuál es tu sueño you never ask someone that never dreams what's your dream tienes que llegar a un lugar donde sueñan you have to come to a place where we dream para que tu sueño se despierte so that your dream may be awakened so levanta tu mano y mi sueño en este día so what, lift up your hand and say my dream se va a is going to be awakened Diga, mi sueño se va a my dream is going to be awakened Dios habló de mí, lo vamos a ver. what God spoke over me we're going to see it ayuda. Usted tiene que abrir su I boca. need help you need to open up your mouth the people of God are too calm Está muy cómodo que le profeticen. They're comfortable and they want you to prophesy. Pero ellos no abren la boca. But they don't open up their mouth. Entonces es el tiempo. So this is the time. I need help. Es el tiempo. It's the time. De que tú abras la boca. That you open up your mouth. Después de una palabra como esta. After a word of today. Después de unos principios como los que se te dio en este día. Or the principles that were given to you Yo today. Yo creo que tú debes estar adorando y glorificando al Padre. I believe you should be glorifying and worshiping the Father. Primero te dijeron que hay un plan para tu vida they said that there was a plan for your life eso fue lo que Dios habló por boca del pastor José that's what God spoke through the pastor's mouth hay un plan para tu vida there's a plan for your que life tienes que tener fe. you have to have faith Vamos, que tienes que tener relación con el Espíritu Santo. you have to have a relationship come with on, the Holy no, Spirit que tienes que tener fe para Dios. you have to have faith with God que tienes un potencial en Dios. that you have a potential in God you have to believe that tienes que creértelo. you have to believe it tienes que creértelo. you have to believe que it tú un potencial that en you Dios. carry a potential in tienes God que creerte. you have to believe que it that you are marked for this time and then he said that the Bible it's your manual of life you see I was paying mind to the word and you receive this on this day I guarantee you will be a conqueror is there conquerors in this place is there a shout of jubilee a shout of jubilee and of worship This is the time to show the word that was given to you. Y de la palabra. To seal it. Como yo sello esta palabra, 
now we call activation of dreams in the name of Jesus. Devil, you have got to move out of the way because what God said, it shall be done in the name of Jesus. There's a visitation of the Holy Spirit. There's a visitation of the Holy Spirit. There's a visitation of the Holy Spirit.
There's an overflow de la de Dios en este lugar. of the presence of God in this place. There's a breaking. Yo creo que el Santo And I believe the Holy Spirit no is not only visiting us, sino se está en but He's also pouring Himself out in us. And He's healing. So, yo que tú tus manos. Chris, so I want you to lift up your hands and sing this song with us Vamos, súbela. Súbela, súbela. this is the moment right now for you to have intimacy with the Holy Spirit now it's not us now it's you it's you with the Holy Spirit saying you deserve the glory for what you're going to do from this day forward
visiting us once again. To your body in this place. Today we give you the glory. We give you the honor. Because even in the midst of this pandemic, you are taking care of us. And it doesn't matter what is happening with the government. You're going to continue to take care of us. Because we're going to put you first. And today, with my lips, I want to tell you, Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you. I love you, Holy Spirit. I love you, God. I love you, Holy Spirit. I love you, presence of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you all. What a powerful, powerful service today. Dear Lord, we thank you for what you've done for us today, Lord, and we pray that what we've received, that we carry it with us, Lord, and that it continues with us in a way that you want us to carry it, Lord, so that we can become the men and women that you've called us to be, Lord. Lord, as we begin to present our tithes and offerings, we will present our tithes and offerings with grace. We will give our tithes and offerings with thanks, Lord. Lord, we pray that there's a multiplication in our tithes and offerings. And Lord, we also pray that we are able to carry about the business of this week coming up, Lord. And Lord, we ask for your guidance. We ask for the Holy Spirit to fill us even greater. We ask for all of this. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, God bless you, everybody. At this time, I'll ask this corner to come up to present their tithes and offerings.
Francesco. The Reyes family. Radimus. 